0: Welcome back to the Enneagram Health Series. This has been so much fun diving into each specific Enneagram type and what makes them healthy. Today, I'm interviewing an Enneagram type 3 to learn more. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, this is the place where I believe you were made for living well. And honestly, part of that is just understanding who you are. Like, if we don't understand who we are as humans, it's hard to understand what our body needs and how to live out health. You see, I think we spent so much time chasing health that we failed to see that health is actually inside of us. Now, That's not a diss against you because you've been led astray and I'm here to remind you that path can end today and honestly, it's all work and no gain. What is a gain is working with who you are and what's inside of you, learning how to fill yourself with energy so that you have more to give. Now being an Enneagram type three, you're a mover and shaker and as you listened in the last podcast which if you didn't listen to the last podcast all about Enneagram Type 3, you need to stop this podcast and go back and listen to that one first. You're gonna learn that sometimes for an Enneagram Type 3, the most filling thing is the opposite of what you love and that's constant movement. Sometimes you just need to slow down and have fun, which can be easier said than done. Now, today in the podcast, I'm interviewing a friend who has filled me so much, and I've learned so much from. Her name's Rebecca, and she's a women's ministry director at our local church, Veritas, Iowa City. I'm going to link up more about where you can learn about Rebecca and the Bible studies she offers and all the amazing work she does over at in the show notes at thelivingwell.com backslash Enneagram, where you can also download the Enneagram Type 3 guide. But today, I want to dive right into the show with with Rebecca because she has so much value to offer on what it's like to live as a healthy Enneagram type three. Let's get right to the show with Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Uh, you've been such a joy and a light in my life. And I already shared this in the intro, but we kind of met unexpectedly. And yeah, you were just a great and inspiring, fun person to be around. Um, and I'm always leave so encouraged by you. So I know everyone's going to love this conversation. So thanks for being here. Oh,
1: thank you. Well, the three in me doesn't want to feel any pressure, but just to enjoy this conversation <laughs> right. with you. But no, I'm I'm excited too. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a lot of fun. So my husband is an Enneagram three, like hard Enneagram three. I used to think that I was a three, but I'm leaning more towards like a two. And I feel like my wings are just really on both sides of that. So I kind of relate to the Enneagram three. I see the perspective, but at the same time, I'm excited to see. A hard Enneagram three. Cause you said you were a hard three, right?
1: Yes. I I believe so, but even more so, uh my husband very much affirms this test and the three in me. He's a he's a counselor, a therapist, and so he uses it a lot and he thinks I might be the world's strongest three.
0: <laughs> okay, what's your husband then? Oh, a two. It's a two. wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we're like the opposite, right? Like in our family. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So um but I feel like
1: I feel like you and I had talked about the marriage dynamic and uh-huh. the first time we had coffee and I remember picking up on similarities.
0: Yeah. 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 That's so funny. Okay. So I'm excited though, to learn from you because one thing in all of this and why I'm excited about the Enneagram is because I feel like it helps us to understand people in a new way. Um, and I feel like even like when we talk about marriage, like I'm like, oh, that's just the way you work. Like you don't work the same way as me. You're not seeing the same things that I'm seeing. And so this is a lot of fun. So for people who there's going to be people on the show who are threes and who aren't, um, but want to relate to threes better. So I'm excited to see what you have to say, but to start with, can you give me a brief overview about the Enneagram three and what you love about it and maybe what you struggle with?
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so the three, we are the achievers, um, and our would you call them? So our wings are Mm -hmm. two, which is a helper and remind me what a four is. I don't know. I only know two because that's what I'm ready to. And that's what I see in myself. And anyway, so we're the achiever. And because I have a two wing, I am actually called the charmer, Mm -hmm. um, which doesn't exactly excite me, but um, so there you go. (laughs) That's something I don't like about Mm -hmm. it from the start, but we very much um, desire to be valuable Mm -hmm. and to be successful and we feed off of affirmation and success. Um, I love it. Be- I I like this because it gives me an, invita- an invitation to be introspective, mm-hmm. to humbly learn about myself, and then to try to forget about myself and go about right. my days with
0: hopefully my strengths leading the way. Right. Okay. So as an Enneagram 3, when i kind of done this research, Enneagram 3s... I don't want to label this, but you tend to stay more on the surface, maybe, you know, like distract um, yourself in success and achieving goals and, and doing things Mm -hmm. like you're very active people and you're go-getters, which can be used in such Mm -hmm. great value in life. But at the same time, like, is, is it difficult for an Enneagram three to like learn their true, their true self? And, and and is it true that Enneagram threes struggle with their identity? Yeah, well, here's here's another thing I love about
1: the Enneagram is how it maps onto my life and my situation. So I'm mid thirties, elementary age kids, um, and I guess in a way you could say like I'm in my second career. I was a mm-hmm. nurse for ten years, and now I'm in full time ministry and do um, like leadership development and public speaking within the church. What I would say is that when I research the achiever, and I see how they stay at the surface. I see mm-hmm. what they are like in their weaknesses, where they are deceitful, um, competitive, and live under like this burden of of achieving. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look back at a season in my life when, sadly, that was so true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my husband and I actually were both in a season of unhealth, and it got pretty bad. And we were both in a season of burnout, and went through like a. Spiritual discipline, if you will, like a Mm -hmm. time of spiritual discipline, completely um, found newness through a very long road of just some suffering. I feel like since then, when I look at the weaknesses listed on a typical write-up on three, I look at those, I'm like, I don't want to go back there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back there. And so um, with the help of lots of people and Mm -hmm. powerful God, I— I so hope that I don't stay surface anymore, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that I, that I want to be, um, I think, especially in my relationships with other people that I really want to, um, be committed to the people in my life and committed to authenticity.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Enneagram is cool and I mean, we're kind of going deep right away, which is awesome, but I think that there has to be almost like, and, and every Enneagram that type that I've studied so far it's almost like we all need to go back down to this like deep self-awareness to regain our Mm -hmm. identity. You know, and I think the Enneagram is powerful because of the identity in Christ that it shows and, and how each of us needs that and, and, um, desires that in a different way. But Enneagram threes are, you know, like you said, work to be loved, right? Like do Mm -hmm. things to achieve and have this image, and I'm, I'm not an Enneagram 3, so I feel like I'm labeling you. So I have to be careful. Hey, what I say. No,
1: it's okay. I will I will nicely tell you that you're wrong, but in okay. a way where you'll where you'll still affirm me. and okay.
0: laugh me. <laughs> But um there's this very like outward appearance that threes like yes. to to put on. And um, image conscious. Very say image it. conscious.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: and you know, like, again, you have a lot of great skills. Like, when we even just, like, go back to the health perspective of a three, uh, it, it has been shown in the research of Enneagram that threes have the least emotional attachment to eating, huh. the least emotional attachment to exercise. Like, Enneagram threes tend mm-hmm. to look at those things in the right reasons. Like, Enneagram threes are the mm-hmm. most likely to pick up healthy food. They're the most yeah. likely to stay active without having it attached to health, which I think is really Awesome and very yeah. rare um, and the, yeah. and the scheme of life today, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you have this massive image conscious human right who really mm-hmm. strives to put on a good facade and put on a good face how in your unhealthy mm-hmm. seasons because i don't i mean I, I look at you and think you are a really healthy three I mean all of us right have mm-hmm. some work to do at some level, but yeah. how how have you overcome this image conscious? person Mm -hmm. and and really let your true self out.
1: Yeah. Okay. So when I look back at my past, you know, I don't, I'd be curious what the Enneagram pros say about like adolescence Mm -hmm. and, you know, if, if people should even be labeled in adolescence, but I was very image conscious, but it was at a very surface level. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually was obsessed with food and exercise as a teenager. However, when I think about it, it was linked to, largely it was linked to how I would perform in sports mm, and that's pretty mm-hmm. classic achiever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: however, I, I do feel super free mm-hmm. in how I eat and exercise. Um, yeah. Free is the best way to say it, but I don't know that that's all to my credit though, or mm-hmm. even just like as signs of health, image conscious to me is so much more than what we physically look like, you know, mm-hmm. weight, fashion, uh, beauty, anything like that. I actually think it's a bigger beast than that. And so when I say image conscious, I think I, on, in unhealth, I am constantly thinking about how I am being perceived mm-hmm. and doing what I can to make it be a positive thing mm-hmm. that can get unhealthy really quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, with with food and exercise, though, I mean, a couple ways that I, in health, that I, I would say I think of those things in my life right now. So like I said, my job is is in the local church and part of my job description is um, leadership development. Well, for me, for whether it's because I'm a three or because I'm just me, that just means like tons of really organic shepherding and being in people's mm-hmm. lives. It means just like having a ton of relationships. So linking that to health, I link my exercise in with, Um, my job all the time. So a way for me to keep exercise healthy is that I exercise with Mm -hmm. the women that I lead. So I go on walks and I go on jogs and I go to the gym and I hike. And it's a way to keep it healthy because it keeps it, it keeps my eyes off of myself while Mm -hmm. I'm exercising. So maybe I'm achieving exercise, but it's like a little um, guardrail, like a, like you would see on the street, like it keeps me out of the ditch of unhealthy exercise. Same thing with eating. I eat out with other women all the time, whether it's at a coffee shop or lunch or having women over to my house for a meal. And again, when I'm doing it with somebody else, the purpose becomes so much more Mm -hmm. than just physical health. It becomes emotional, spiritual, you know, talk about wholeness.
0: Yeah. And I think that's such a great gifting and something that threes should own more into. About how yeah. to just incorporate because you're already so emotionally detached from food in a healthy way that you can do it and you can use it for the purpose of living a greater mission, right? Like using it as a mission field um, versus letting it be the mission of your life, which so many other yeah. people live for, which is so damaging. So you kind yeah. of mentioned this before, but like you're you're in the market of ministering to other women, like giving and in a way that there's, there's a success to that, right? Like there, there's a goal Mm -hmm. to that, which, which is Mm -hmm. healthy and how God created you. But at the same time, how do you come back in and find yourself in the midst of working with so many other people? Like, how do you stay, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you stay true to yourself? Because I think this is a battle for threes. This is fascinating to me that threes are in the heart triad. So they're major feelers, Yeah, but I feel Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't always know it. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I think I've read like we're people
1: of action. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that makes us not look like we're a feeler, mm-hmm. but we're just doing something while we feel. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> so how right. I think. I'm just like always, I'm always moving forward, but I'm just feeling big things yeah. while I do those things. So, but how do you deal um, with all those
0: feelings? I mean, yeah, what I in your perspective would, is
1: helpful? I think what a, a helpful question to ask threes, what a fun conversation like to sit in a room of threes and talk about Um, what, what is the definition of success for you? Mm -hmm, Um, And is it a healthy definition? You know, so in my line of work, a success cannot be something as objective as a certain number of women come to the Bible study Mm -hmm. class that I put on, or that after a conference, a certain number of women like quote me online Mm -hmm. or (laughs) tag me and give me affirmation. Those are incredibly unhealthy goals, and And would just get us into our places of unhealth very quickly. However, I also think that staying away from goals just because you're scared of being um, driven for success, I I don't think that that has to happen either. Mm -hmm. I I think that maybe starting broad and moving to the narrow with goals is good. So it's like broadly, I was just thinking of this this morning just because we're starting off a new semester at our church, which means new classes of, of different sorts. And Um, I feel like I'm, I'm reaching for some barometer of, am I achieving, Mm -hmm. am I successful in this season? And it's, that's a mixed bag of motives. Um, But I think I, I just wanted, I needed to pop back up to 40,000 feet and say, Mm -hmm. okay, what is my goal here? Well, my goal should be the same goal as like what we set for the whole church. So to make disciples, that means Mm -hmm. to make learning followers of Jesus. Okay. Broadly, am I doing that? you know under that then within women's ministry am i creating environments for women to be an authentic relationship with each other and with god you know and and then sometimes as i zoom in that can get me into some of the weeds um and so if i start seeing some signs of signs of unhealth for me so that would especially be um pressure mm-hmm. if i if i feel like i'm collapsing under this burden that i put on myself i, I don't really need anyone else I wouldn't know if anyone else was putting burdens on me because I'm so consumed with my own the pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. Or if I hear myself say something competitive towards someone else, that would be a sign of unhealth. And so then that's an invitation for me to pop back up to the goal that really matters. And mm-hmm. um, you know, am I serving the women of Veritas Church? And am I serving them specifically in the
0: goals that that I've set up, so that's a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, that's about- yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic because I love the question that you ask, and I think it's really important for threes and a lot of other types. Just to ask, "What is your definition of success?" Because I can imagine a three can get very consumed in, and what others view of success is, and trying to reach those measures and standards mm-hmm. very easily. Just because by nature you see mm-hmm. an achievement, like you see a bar, and you naturally want to reach that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like you said, kind yeah. of reevaluating, what does that look like for you outside of what it looks like maybe for others or what others have set. Um and mm-hmm. I think that's probably a great way of coming back to to really uncovering yourself. Um and and yeah. really knowing yourself because of the research that I did like in, in the unhealthy parts of a three they easily can lose themselves in yes. in and the race and the chase of of whatever they're striving for. And then you combine mm-hmm. that with one of the biggest fears, right, is shame for a three yep, um, yep. and shame yep. and which can, which can even sometimes be masked as embarrassment um, because shame mm-hmm. is also a shameful word just to even say. Yeah. So in yep. Yep. your healing, h- how do you practically deal with shame? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know if this uh, would be a confrontational thing to say or not, but I sometimes wonder if, if for people to feel shame even for just a brief moment or time or season, if it's almost like uh, hitting rock bottom mm, mm-hmm. and and be, should be something to be embraced. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes, um, goodness, I should know who says my favorite quote, right? Tozer, <laughs> Gunning yeah. Tozer, I think, says, I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Mm. Um, and so if we have an opportunity, if, if shame rears its head, my thought actually is not to shut it up, but just for a brief moment, lean in and listen to that shame. So once again, going back to what I would say was hitting rock bottom for me a couple of years ago, or or let's for the sake of this context, this conversation, let's just say like when my three um was transformed mm-hmm. or was regenerated into a healthier way, um, I did feel shame, you know, and it's what it was was it was kind of at the end of season one of church ministry for my husband and I, I enough things came to a head where essentially all of my, um, my goals were wrong. And the appearance that I had put together, you know, beca- it became obvious that it was a house of cards. Mm. Um, and I, I, in in so many ways got got essentially called out. Another way to think of it too is I was a mile wide. I was 10 miles wide with relationships and productivity and action, but I was an inch deep. And and in that inch there is no awareness of self. Yeah. There was there was what I wanted to be, there was what I thought I should be, there was what I thought people wanted me to be, but there was very little knowledge of self, there was very little true identity in that. Mm-hmm. Um And man, when I felt the shame and kind of like looked at myself in the mirror accurately, and I believe that was just very much with with God's help, it was wonderful for me because it marked a point of awareness, which then led to an opportunity for newness. Mm. And and you know what? It's not like the next day I was a healthy three. Not at all. It was, man, Alexa, it was years. Mm -hmm. I think I could look back, I'm like six months after that was a certain point where I'm like, wait a minute, I think, I think I'm feeling healthier. I think some thinking has been re has been corrected. And then six months after that, and then six months after that, you know? And so man, quickly, I would say 18 months to two years of like being on an operating table Mm -hmm. and, and having unhealth pulled out of me Mm -hmm. and, and God making newness in me. So
0: I do not remember your question. I'm sorry. No, (laughs) I I think that, I mean, I think it's, I love what you said about like the self-awareness created like this newness that God had desired for your life Mm -hmm. and you needed to hit that place of rock bottom Mm -hmm. in order to see that and I think sometimes for threes that possibly it's such a narrow vision of what you're trying to achieve like you said it's like a mile wide and an inch deep that sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to like recenter and refocus on like who you are and what you were purposed here for outside of Mm -hmm. all the achievements that you think you need or you've already achieved, right? Um, Yeah. Which can be really hard, but there has to be this like, I feel like for a healthy three and some of the recommendations that I gave, because in the previous podcast, I just talked specifically about just lifestyle implications, creating nourishing rhythms for a three. And you can correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, if these are not correct. But one of the things was that I feel like threes just need time alone solitude and prayer yes, with Jesus, yeah. because I think it's so easy to get lost in all the things that a three should be doing, um, yep. rather than just remembering who's they are and whom they were created for and their purpose Absolutely. here. Um, and I yep. like how you said like redefining your vision of success, I think is huge and could be such a great journaling point for that. Yeah. Um, nope, I agree completely. Yeah. So when, when we talk about how you got healthy, and 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 maybe something else that I I love that you said was that this is a process. Enneagram threes are notorious for liking the fast thing, right? Like yes, when we look at right. the fast track, la- mm-hmm. the fast track, right? Um, even cutting corners sometimes, or like mm-hmm. in the health world, they're often the people who are like on the protein ba- bandwagon, the fastest mm-hmm. diet, right? Um, mm-hmm. and so. You said it was slow and that has to be somewhat excruciating for a three. And this is probably honestly where I relate most to a three is I like to get things done and I like to do them efficiently and quickly and, and hit that point and slowing down <laughs> and being yep. slowed down by God is incredibly frustrating at times, mm-hmm. valuable, yep. but how, how did mm-hmm. you, how did you walk yourself through this process and give yourself grace? Because grace is also another mm-hmm. struggle.
1: Yep. Yep, absolutely. You know, I, I, I was greatly helped by the, the person I'm closest to, and that's my husband mm-hmm. and, um, him being a, a two, which is a helper. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a bonus. Right? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what ditch I'd be in without that, but, um, it took us going through this restart together, the season of discipline, um, running shoulder to shoulder, walking shoulder to shoulder together and we made some there are some very big practical choices you have to make sometimes mm-hmm. so for instance when when our time of ministry was over with this was in Colorado, and um, because of our unhealth um, because of a lot of identity um, lies that we were living, we made a very big choice that we were not going to chase a career in that moment, but that we were going to build in a season. Um, that might have looked foolish to the world, but we are going to actually build in an intermission season for our life. Mm-hmm. So our, we had three young boys. The youngest one was only one. And uh, my husband had opportunity to right away send out more resumes uh, to different churches. He even had another church right away call him and, and offer him a job uh, right away. And I remember exactly where we stood. And he was like, Rebecca, we are not, not going to jump right back in. We are going to learn this Mm -hmm. lesson, we're going to relearn of God's love for us. And we're going to sit tight, even if it just about kills us, Mm -hmm. man, Alex, the faith that that takes, um, it was just, it was a faith opportunity. And what that meant is that we had to look at our priorities and make sure that money was pretty far down the list Mm. because we, we were not going to jump into that. I, I'm a nurse by trade and we chose that. I would just work part-time, Instead of full time, so that there was margin. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think you think of a good old piece of paper that we rarely use anymore, right? And you think of the space to the left of the little right. pink line—that's yeah. your margin—and then, and then you have an even fainter margin on the other side. The reason that's there is to catch if anything has to fall off. Mm-hmm. You know, the times in life when, when, when you have overbooked or crisis happens or loss happens or anything, you have that room, but you mm-hmm. shouldn't always be filling life to the brim. And so that was something we had to relearn was building in margins. Um, and what that does is it, it reminds you of just your very nature as a human, whether you're a three or a two or a nine or the next test that comes up in a couple of years, like you have limits and to a three, especially you cannot just achieve every minute of every single day, but you need to just be. Mm-hmm. And in those moments of quiet and pulling back, man, I would say that's one of the biggest things that has is now built into my weeks that wasn't there a couple years ago. And that is just, um, like you said, pulling back and, and being alone and, mm-hmm. um, fighting against that temptation that, cause when we achieve, we feel better about ourselves. You know, when we're affirmed, we, yeah. we just stand taller mm-hmm. and there there's some good that can come from that, but there are some, some mm-hmm.
0: ditches mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I think that's just like a huge overall lifestyle habit that people could, like you said, just schedule into their everyday life. Like just creating margin for a three mm-hmm. would be huge. I kind of talk about like sabbatical seasons and like, um, just having, I, I feel like just taking a Sabbath for a three is, is intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something that we're called to, you, uh, for our good too, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, a threes can really value from that. So just continuing on with some like basic nitty gritty lifestyle practices that Mm -hmm. maybe could be beneficial, beneficial for a three. So I'm going to list some that I, I have said, and I want to make sure that I'm on the right track. So I want you to add to this or take it away or like affirm or whatever you want to do with these. So like when we specifically talk about diet and exercise for a three, I think it's important that threes are active in nature. And I think it's great to stay active. Like, I think that there is something that comes alive with a three that's active. So not forgetting Mm -hmm. the activity and knowing that that's good too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think by nature, so often achievers are, um, they're with people a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can swallow us whole. Mm -hmm. um, But if we're carrying the burdens of other people so often, and man, nature um, is, is the best to help reduce that anxiety, to give perspective, to find mm-hmm. refreshment probably mm-hmm. more than anything.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another one for threes is to enjoy the experience of what food can bring and the people that you eat it with. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I think threes, I don't want to say that they elude pleasure, but I think that they they tend to forget <laughs> about pleasure. Uh-huh. Um, and the act to achieve like their achievement is their pleasure when um, what I'm trying to say is you could mm-hmm. have pleasure in the everyday um yeah yep. uh, and I think it's important to have threes review their values you kind of said it redefine your idea of success but really coming back to your values and um, and making sure that your goals that you have set are healthy goals. Because you can't take the goals out of the three, but what we can do is realign them and make sure that they are going in the direction of the things that you do value. Like I Mm -hmm. think threes get off track when they are so focused, so unbalanced, you know, like so focused on work that they forget that their family is a value or their faith is a value. Um, And they've Mm -hmm. let that slide being so focused on something else.
1: And then I think one of the best ways for me to find to pursue health with food is to make sure it's not all about me mm-hmm. and me feeling. So you know, an achiever, we can we any lane of life, we can find a way to achieve. So whether it's um, eating in a healthy way or eating in a way that's easy on the budget, and maybe I have like a goal mm-hmm. financially to feed my family for this much, this many hundreds of dollars a month or whatever. And when I get so focused on my goal, it. It's just covering up a lot of selfishness. And so it's good for me, you know, once a week, twice a week, I'm making something that maybe doesn't actually feed my achiever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pun intended, but it serves my family. Mm. And so I I try to pull in my wing of helper Mm -hmm. of of number two. And I think like I, one of my boys is one of the funnest kids to eat, Mm. (laughs) excuse me, one of the funnest kids to feed because he loves food. And so I like, like, he kind of has like, we call it a rich kid palate. Yeah. He loves good, good salmon. Mm. And so I'm just like, every now and then I'm just going to surprise him with like good salmon. And then I'm going to sit there and watch him eat it. And he's right. going to talk about it every bite. <laughs> that you is know, the and best. it's just like, it, it's good because it makes my goal something subjective rather mm. than something
0: measurable. Mm-hmm.
1: And that, that fights against um, some unhealthy bends in me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Another one that I wrote was um, working out alone at some level, too, can be healthy because it creates the space in your life um, that you don't have to perform. Mm. Another thing was taking yourself off the quote unquote stage that a lot of threes put themselves on, um, finding activities outside of the stage. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you actually work on a physical stage, but a lot of threes don't have like the quote unquote stage. But there is the stage, this mask mask. That threes mm-hmm. tend to wear, um, and it is okay to come off of that and just do mm-hmm. yep. without others seeing mm-hmm. or recognizing yep. that. Um, mm-hmm. and, I would also say, yeah.
1: why not? Why not get on the stage without your mask?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just I, I un- think whatever. Yourself.
1: Yeah, just e- even if even if you are up front, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, not that there's styles of of public speaking. Not that I. I'm, I'm sure somebody has marketed that, but I I hope to just share to a group of 500 the what the way I would to a group of five, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and and I would rather risk oversharing rather than putting
0: on a mask and making everyone else in the room think that I've got it all together. Right, a hundred percent. And you have done so much healing work to get yourself there, and it it shows, you know, people see that and the honesty in that. And threes are such lovable, fun, attractive people to be around. Um, it's just, it's doing that in your real, real self rather than the false Mm -hmm. sense of who you think you need to be to make other people like you. And I think the last one I put is I I feel like threes put a lot of, I don't want to say maybe unnecessary tension, but just a lot of tension on themselves. Um, Mm And just in daily life, we see threes with a, um, a deep tension and it's hard for them to unwind. Um, because I think partly threes are just so active in nature but having some ways to unwind to having some ways to to fill yourself up rather than constantly kind of like fixing problems or or trying to achieve all these things like taking the time to fill yourself back up like I mentioned like taking a sabbath for or three is really valuable but what are some other things that you do that really fill you back up mm, well unwinding and then filling myself back
1: up I I don't know that I have a good answer for those as if they're the same thing. I mean, but unwinding, I, I mean, it's not a real deep thought. I, I like to watch a little bit of TV before bed. And for me, that's actually really good that I don't just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a workaholic and I don't feel that temptation, like maybe a classic one would, um, but because there's no end to relationships, yeah. you know, I could fill every night with that. I think that even just I'm learning margins because my kids are now older. They're not mm-hmm. just toddlers that I can just put in a bedroom, but I have this ongoing relationship with the 10-year-old who has questions. And so unwinding, sometimes the best way for me to unwind is to linger in their room at night. That's something – I'm learning to do, you know, is to Uh instead of just sticking to our bedtime routine that we've had since they were a baby, because gosh darn it, I'm gonna achieve good sleepers. Um, I just lay in bed and I listen to maybe a topic that I have no idea what they're getting at, but I'm just gonna lay there and listen. Uh So that's that's one um unwinding Uh I've I've learned and and to fill back up, yeah, I would repeat, just force yourself to have time alone. Uh Um Force yourself, you know. Essentially, it's like starve your areas of unhealth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely starve it. Starve your sins. Starve your stubbornness or your rebellion, um, so that you know who you truly are. You are not the sum of your achievements, Mm -hmm. you know. And I just think that's that has freed me up more than anything. Is I just it's not. I didn't come up with this quote, but who was it that said you don't listen to yourself in a bad hour, don't listen to yourself first thing in the morning, but preach to yourself. Mm And just seizing those first thirty seconds and the last thirty seconds of the day has helped me with that. Yeah. You know, so for me, the the before my eyes are even open in the morning, I have just adapted this um, habit of just crying out to God. And it's not like this dramatic, like, oh no, there's another day. But it's also not like a yay, I'm mm-hmm. awake. It's just the first mumble or exhale of my day is Jesus, yeah. and you know, and it just reminds me that what I really need to achieve is eternal rest. And that's been given to me Mm -hmm. from God, you know, and then trying to at the end of the day, I think this is like a book on humility, um, by somebody, um, at the end of the day, look, you know, scrolling through all the achievements of the day and just deflecting them back up Mm -hmm. Whether that's giving the thanks to God for them or thinking of how many people helped achieve that, even if that achievement is getting the laundry folded and put away, like, man, I'm thankful for a husband who switched that load over for me, you know, or something like that.
0: Yeah. That was gold, Rebecca, to say, to preach to yourself first before you listen to yourself. Um, Yeah. So good. Okay. So it kind of goes along. We just have a couple more questions. What grace do you feel like Enneagram threes need to give themselves?
1: Oh, I think to become, okay. It's unrealistic to be the best at everything. Mm. That seems like such a, of course we, of course everyone knows that. Right. And then I think, wait a minute, do I know that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, do I really believe Mm -hmm. that I would love again, to sit in a room with a bunch of hardcore threes and be like, do you actually know that? Like, Mm -hmm even if you did become the best in your field, you will not remain the best in your field, right. you know? And, and the little things that we even strive to be the best at, um, I mean, it's almost comical. Like like the best meal planning, that 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 can be something that we, at the end of the day, hang our hat on. And I just think that there's not a lot of freedom. There's not a lot of grace when we are trying to distinguish ourselves from others mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the point of like, It is. It is noble and it is good. My dad used to always say, "Excellence in everything, girls. Excellence in everything." However, he said it, and his tone of voice had so much grace in it. Mm -hmm. And so, I think, largely from him, I have I have found a well of grace that motivates me to yes, like be excellent. You know, don't live in the tyranny of the urgent. Don't spread yourself so thin that um, you know, that things are falling off into the margins. Yeah. Um. Perfection has already been achieved for me through God. Mm-hmm. yeah. But ex- excellence can be my response to him. And when I'm not excellent, when I hit a limit, when I don't handle a relationship right, or I burn the dinner, laugh at myself. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's, there's this woman at, at church who a couple times now has been like, good grief, Rebecca, don't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, no! Oh. she thinks something it, honestly, yeah. it's like I actually it takes me a couple of minutes to pers- to be teachable in what she
0: says, uh-huh. so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it means a lot to do with three though i mean yeah you you do strive very, very mm-hmm. diligently, which can be good mm-hmm. and it can be unhealthy, right? so okay, well, yeah,
1: yeah. we care very deeply,
0: like mm-hmm. you said earlier, like
1: that's 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 the thing. it's like it's not just objective goals, like everything
0: we do comes from our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's personal. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take feeling so much and you put it into action. You do something. Yeah. yeah. We can be hot messes, but man, right. we could be super fun too. Right, right. Yeah. So how could other people that aren't Enneagram threes encourage a three?
1: Yeah, you should tell them not to take themselves so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you should gently cup their face and redirect their eyes every Mm -hmm. now and then and tell them that they are not the end all be all, but that you appreciate and acknowledge what they're doing.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You should help them laugh and you should mix up their routine every now and then because it will refresh their soul Mm -hmm. very much Mm -hmm. to, um, to
0: just remember to enjoy life. Mm
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I ended the podcast where I talked about this stating, you are not loved because of what you do, but because of who you are.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And
0: I would add to that, whose you are. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So good, Rebecca. You have been such a wealth of knowledge. So excited that I hope this can just encourage so many threes out there um, and really just give them a little extra pep in their step to uh, live their true self um, and kind of come out of the shelf who they think that they need to be and um just be um okay so before we go i have a few quick fire questions really quickly what okay. is the first thing you do every morning for your health well i kind of already
1: mentioned it is honestly i just say the name jesus
0: yeah the first so thing
1: good. i do and then i and then i put a scoop of collagen in my coffee there you go <laughs> what's your favorite health book Um, none like him by Jen Wilkin ushered in so much
0: freedom for me, specifically as a three None Mm -hmm. like him. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll link that up in the show notes. Um, what's one food you can't live without? Oh, how about avocado toast? Oh yeah. And guacamole. So simple. And who doesn't love Mm -hmm. guacamole? And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received that you want to leave us with? How about master the restart? Mm. It's always an option to master the restart. Yeah. Yeah so good rebecca thank you so much for being here you're such an encouragement to me and i have been blessed to know you just in the last year that i think that i have so um thanks for being a friend and an encourager and um just a light to so many people so before we go can you tell us where they can learn more about you um and kind of share what you do because if there's any local folks they might want to check check out your work yeah
1: yeah so i work at veritas church in iowa city iowa And um, I spend a lot of my time writing Bible studies and teaching um, local women. So you can follow along with um, our podcast, Veritas Women,
0: um, and also find our Bible studies on our website, veritascommunity.org. And I will make sure and link all that up in the show notes um, and share that so people can dig in and learn more. They are fantastic. So you're going to want to check those out. So Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, I just had to stop for a second because I feel like Rebecca said something that was like so pivotal, I think, for threes. I mean, I'm not really a three, but I think that this is golden, what she said. Threes, you need to learn to preach to yourself before you listen to yourself. Like, talk to yourself first before you listen to yourself. And I thought that that was so golden just based on the knowing of what an Enneagram 3 is. It's very working to achieve outward appearance and acceptance from other people, to be loved for doing things. Um, But really, 3s, I just want you to know that you are loved not because of anything you do, but because of who you are and whose you are, as Rebecca added. So think about these things. Take this practical advice, and I hope that you can put it into action in your life. If you need a little extra help doing this, I've broken down some very practical steps and tips that you could add to create these nourishing lifestyle rhythms, what we're going for here in the Enneagram series. Because what I want to break free of is the diet chains and these strict rules and regulations that we think that we have to follow in order to achieve something. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't let your true self out, you will never stick to anything long term. Like it will always bring dissatisfaction. So at some level, I want to get to the deep parts of who you are and let that be expressed in these nourishing life rhythms that just create health. Threes, you have so much going for you, and you have so many great strengths that you can utilize. You're super disciplined and goal-oriented, and you, in general, don't have an emotional attachment to food. So we have to utilize these principles in order to achieve the healthiest version of yourself. But if I can redefine health for a second, its health is not just a measure that you achieve. It's not a bar that's set. But health is a willingness to grow and to learn and to expand throughout the course of your entire life. And so we just got to get on the journey and be willing to stay on the journey and growth and learning and diving deep about who you are. So if you want to grab that handout where we talk about things like redefining your view of success and incorporating healthy principles into your exercise and diet program, head on over to the show notes. Also, don't forget to check out Rebecca and what she does. She has so many great Bible studies. Like if you just want to learn more about God and who he is, check Rebecca out. You can find more about her over in the show notes and I link up all of the work that she does. She is really fantastic. Okay, next week, we're coming back on the show with Enneagram Type 4 and I have another interview with another one of my best friends. I can't wait for you to hear this. Get every detail from today's show and all the other Enneagrams at thelivingwell.com backslash Enneagram. I'll see you back here in the next podcast, diving into Enneagram Type 4.